Welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince and I'm author of Seven Skills for the Future. And this podcast is all about developing seven key skills that really help you live a happier life. And those skills are being adaptable, having empathy, being able to think critically, live with integrity, be proactive, be optimistic and be resilient. And today I'm delighted to welcome Alison Rood to the show. She is a digital project manager and has had lots of experience in working with project and account management in digital media, marketing, branding, textiles and manufacturing. So a lot of experience there. And I'm interested in talking to Alison today about the seven skills and about her experience of them in her work as a digital project manager. But also, Alison is one of our lead trainers for our workshops. And she works with me with lots of different types of groups. but specialises in working with digital project managers and is about helping them to work on and develop and achieve those seven skills. And I know it's a particularly challenging group to work with, so I'm really keen to know more about what Alison thinks about all of this and how she sees that applying to her work. So I'm delighted to welcome Alison to the show today. It's lovely to have you with us. Hello. Good morning, Emma Sue. Thank you very much. Lovely to lovely to chat to you too. So I guess the first question I want to ask you is if you're a digital project manager, it's quite a broad question, but you know, if you're if you are a digital project manager, which you are and you work with them, why are these seven skills particularly important? Okay. Um, well, as a sort of digital project manager, and, and I've, I've also been working with uh, not only digital, but throughout throughout my career, textiles and manufacturing, the same sort of things come up all the time. So mm. it's this feeling of the, the pressure of the big, we call them the big three, which is the time, budget and quality. And it's this balancing act of getting those three right in every project um, that you do. And so that's that can be quite um, quite a lot of pressure, and especially within digital because the timeframes are very short. So you could be turning projects around in one or two days, one or two mm. weeks, but they they are much much shorter than um, I would say other other disciplines or other industries that I've worked in, say for textiles, which is much much longer. That can take up to sort of one or two years, depending depending mm. on the project. Um, so you're sort of doing this balancing act and this is where the seven skills come in, um, on a daily basis. I mean, I've, I've got to use them. (laughs) It would seem like every hour of the day, Mm. Um, (laughs) trying to balance these three, uh, looking after your team and and importantly, looking after yourself. So yes, you need to manage the team around you, but you do need to manage yourself. And this Mm. is why those skills really Mm. come in because you're constantly having to negotiate this. Um, Mm. There's lots of conflicting demands um, with 
within the team, within the clients as well. So, so could you describe for us a typical digital project? I mean, I may, they may not be a typical one, but you know, <laughs> a, a kind. Just if you could give us a couple of examples of digital projects. One of the more challenging ones, where you're getting lots of more people involved, and what I mean by that, sort of third party integration projects. Mm-hmm. So this is where you'll have the team, which may be in house, um, and then you're working with uh, a third party. So, for example, you're working on a website build, mm-hmm. and you've got um, in house developers and designers. And then this website might be connecting to um, a CRM system, which could be, for example, Salesforce or Microsoft Dynamics. Um, and it's those sort of projects which are always quite testing with with communication and with, with people and, and the seven skills, I would say. Mm. Um, because now you've got not just the team that's you're working with in-house, but you've got like this extra team that you need to communicate with and along yeah. with clients. So there are multiple communication channels now. And mm. then you as the project manager have to sort of bring that all together so that everyone everyone is aware of what's happening. Um, mm. And I think that's, that seems to be the thing with um, digital project management and the way it's sort of going is we're, into this what we call the fourth uh, digital revolution. So with the digital is still at its core, but now you're bringing in quite a lot of multi- multiple disciplinary teams. So you may well be talking to not only technologists, you might be talking to um, biologists mm. and biotech, trying to bring all these disciplines together, but you're still working with humans, you're still working with people. So there are still very common themes of how do you get this group of people to work together? And that's essentially what a digital manager's job is. They are a facilitator. Yeah. You're bringing all these people together to achieve this this goal, which might be to produce a website, yes. produce um, a, a system where you're filling out forms on a website and then filtering all that information, taking that, putting that into a CRM, and then there's further sort of stewardship of that information to to other people so yeah it can be <laughs> sort of a typical project yeah that's quite... no no that's that, that that's that's really interesting I mean it sounds like it's a lot of different layers and a lot of different types of people that are working together but what's binding you is this digital technical project so yeah. you were saying that you've had to use all seven skills if I were to ask you I, I mean, obviously, they are all important uh, and they overlap, mm-hmm. as we know. But which would you say are, are, are perhaps the three most uh, prominent skills that you use um, of those seven? As you say, all seven do overlap. But I would say the three core skills would be empathy, resilience and adaptability. OK, let's talk about empathy first. OK, so empathy is a huge one. Um because you're working with people and it's it's how do you relate to people and I've had to use empathy throughout my career and on a daily basis um, because essentially say you're, you are the facilitator but you need to be able to create a supportive and appreciative environment that's built on mutual trust and respect I mean it has to be built mm. on trust that really is the cornerstone of every every relationship um, 
And when you're in a pressurized environment, for example, you are pressurized by time and by budget and by quality, you really do need to create the supportive environment, um, which helps your team members excel and thrive in their respective skill sets and their mm. disciplines mm. and roles. And how do you how um, do you do that? It's a very good question. <laughs> it's really getting to know getting to know your team. Yeah, um, and that's not just through working. So I'm going to say working with them because you get to understand. How do they take information? How do they how do they simulate information? So as I sort of said previously that you're working with different disciplines. So you may be working with people who are very data orientated. Mm-hmm. So when you're delivering information to them on a project, it might be that the way they absorb the information is very much sort of data or numeric. Um, yes. Or if you're working with designers, then things might have to be more visual because that's how they sort of intake that information. And you need to be tweaking how you're how you're giving sort of uh, tasks um, out to the mm-hmm. team. And it's very important. And the only way you get to do that is to really talk to people uh, and understand and understand them really. Yeah. Um, and you need empathy to do that because you really need to be in that moment and really listening to what they're saying mm. Um, mm. all the, all the time. And 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 by that listening, you really start to gauge then how much information have they really taken in? Do they really understand it? So you kind of almost do a playback as well. I've just said this. Do you understand what I'm saying? And as you grow with the team you find that you sort of get into a bit of a groove and they understand what you're saying and they understand why you're saying it, then you understand <laughs> where, where they're coming from um, because you need to work out, okay, why is, a, why is a developer asking these set of questions and they're doing it for a particular reason? Yes. Why is a developer asking these questions? You then need to bring all those different groups together so you do have to understand wh- what they're saying and using empathy mm. is crucial for mm. this. yeah because I can imagine if you only go in with your your preferred way of communicating you you probably just leads to misunderstandings and delays I guess yes and that's quite a learning mm. curve because your natural you may have your own natural way of absorbing information or giving it out but you need to sort of change that depending on the person that is sat mm. in front of you so mm. You do have to change your style sometimes mm, mm. as well. Okay. And the second skill you mentioned was resilience, I believe. Yeah, resilience. Yeah, yeah. a big one. A big one, uh, especially today, um, I would say, in, in digital, with having to focus and keep focused. And that's incredibly hard. So this is where you need to build up your your resilience, uh, resilience skills. Um, and this really helps because you're going to be to use a quote about sort of curveballs being chucked at you which we've heard quite a lot of I'm sure you've heard that phrase and that happens on a daily yeah. basis it would seem you're working on a digital project and you've you've got to be able to respond to those um you're going to have a lot of aggressive deadlines you could have quite a few setbacks you've got ever-changing priorities mm. from the client mm. And you you need to learn how to bounce back quickly, um, not in yourself, but 
but as a group as mm-hmm. a group of people and a team yeah uh, and if it, it's it's difficult because you sometimes you've got to accept these challenges um and really embrace them and then try and look for sort of opportunities how could I do it slightly differently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know things aren't always going to work out you know things do fail and it's how do you cope with that failure mm-hmm. as well do you go oh you know and it can really get everyone you down and it can get the team down and then you go right let's let's talk about it let's let's review it let's see where we can do something different yes we failed okay let's let's try yes. again um and this is where the growth comes um and it really does put you into your out of your comfort zone I would yeah. say um the stretch so and that's where you and your team will do the most learning. yeah um, yeah yeah and so yes building up the resilience is absolutely mm-hmm. key and adaptability that was the third one yes yeah that was my third one um again sort of I've used it throughout career and mm. life as well. And I think the other thing is these skills are not just um, you use it, you know, you turn up and use them in the workplace. They they, they stay with you through <laughs> through when you go home and working with, uh, you know, outside, you know, outside yes. your working life. Yes. Um, but yes, you do need to be more adaptable, especially in today's sort of fast paced working life. Um things are just going to be chucked at you and you've you've got to you've got to go right what am I going to do Mm. with this um but I think one thing in being adaptable you although you you do get quite a lot of challenges and things thrown at you you do not you need to kind of take moments Mm -hmm. and you know build in that sort of gap between sort of the stimulus or the the challenge that's been thrown at you so that you're not always constantly reacting yeah. and that's really hard a hard hard skill I would say to or a discipline to get into yes um, yeah I can imagine that's really difficult when you're right in the middle of something that's very fast paced and everybody around you is reacting yes mm. and, and everybody just wants an answer and you're like right well 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 mm. let's just stop let's stop and uh Let's just think about this. Um, mm, mm. Even if it's just for those extra few few seconds, mm. which sometimes seems like a lifetime, but um, yeah, you do need to put those in. And do you find, as a project manager, that when you model these skills yourself, that that kind of ripples out to the people that you're managing, the people that you're working with? Yes. Yeah, I would say that. Um, it's it's all about sort of saying that creating that environment so it does have a ripple effect um and I think one of the loveliest sort of things is when when you sort of introduce kindness to to your work and to the people that you're with and that definitely has a ripple Mm. effect um and I think we don't do enough of that in 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 because of the environment being so fast. We don't think we have time for that. We don't think we have time to talk to people. We don't think we have time to really listen. And we do. We really do. And that is where that's going to help you. So it's sort of a bit of a an, another 
another part of the toolkit to have as a digital project yeah, manager. Yeah, and, and I, I imagine a lot of our listeners are identifying with this, even if they're not project managers, um, because <laughs> because of, you know, we, we, we do tell ourselves we're too busy to take that time. So it's a story we tell ourselves, isn't it, really? Yes. Now, I know, Alison, that you have written a series of amazing blogs about these skills, uh, and and these blogs are for digital project managers. And at the end of the show, we'll we'll let people know where they can find the blogs. But I thought it would be great to just finish up by maybe um, some tips from you on each skill. And then then people can then, you know, go to your blogs to read more, more about that. From doing those uh, those blogs that I've written, there were uh, sort of five top tips that people sort of resonated with the uh-huh. most. Um, so from adaptability, um, I wrote about holding your own. And this all relates to ambiguity. And this can set in um, in a project when people are really unsure of what's happening mm. Um, and you've you know this ambiguity has the potential to upset the balance of the project very much so and it can turn into chaos and confusion and and people just want clear direction of what they want you know what should they be doing uh where is this project going Mm -hmm. um so i sort of talked more about that um in in the blog in terms of adaptability and it is through your self-awareness as the project manager of of how you're communicating Mm -hmm. what is your communication style and adapting it it's all about context um you know you must context uh, sort of set all the time so people are aware of what's going Mm -hmm. on Um, and that will really help with when ambiguity is when it's imposed (laughs) on on the project and on and on the team Mm -hmm. um and I think we sort of touched on it earlier about how that could be quite different to your own natural style. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where where your leadership skills come in. Um, and sometimes you need to be that authoritative. You need to have that authoritative uh, making those hard decisions as well. So you do have to sort of tweak your, your own style and be aware of mm-hmm. that. Um, the critical thinking uh the sort of there were two tips actually that people sort of resonated with and that was using i called it using your cluedo Mm -hmm. skills um (laughs) and i think right at the beginning we talked about uh name a typical project and i kind of went straight into the probably quite a tricky one in terms of uh, a third party integration project but as, as as you get more people and you get more teams the number of assumptions can also increase and you've got to be able to navigate that as a project manager. You need to be take all this evidence, all this information that's coming you coming to you from multiple mm. angles. And they may be presented to you uh, that is sort of someone is supporting their own, own point mm-hmm. of view. And uh, there may be lots of gap filling and it's only from their perspective. And you've got to, start deciphering that you've got to get your skip cluedo skills on um <laughs> good tip it's uh it's a, yes it's uh it's separating the the facts from opinions yeah. and uh, continually questioning yeah. that's really key yeah continual questioning um and then that will help to lead to a clearer more rational um 
decision making mm-hmm. and uh, coming up with conclusions and mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other bit, so I said sort of two things for critical thinking. The other one, which when we talk about empathy, we sort of say about putting yourself in your own shoes, but I also think that's kind of critical thinking as well. Um, and I mean that because you're trying to adopt different perspectives. Yeah. You've got to have an increased uh, awareness. And I think especially with, I was going to say with digital, but with all sort of industries these days, and, as an, and this is the cultural differences. So if you are working with teams, and I work with teams across the globe in terms of from Australia to um, America to France, to, and you've got to be aware of those uh, cultural mm-hmm. differences all the time um so you do need to use your critical thinking mm-hmm. skills when it comes when it comes to that and again using that active listening mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. listen to what someone is saying and it, it goes beyond the words you know you what are you know when you've got people in front of you or even if you don't and you're talking to them remotely via slack or by skype you can still pick up a lot of information from the way the tone that they're saying things as well so yeah Yeah. it's I suppose it's just building up lots of evidence of the people that you're working with yeah and really sharpening your sharpening your awareness right yeah yes yeah very much so okay any any more Um, tips I've got one uh, what have we got two for uh well I think the other one which I think should go we should end with resilience Uh because um that, that, you, that you need that you need that to really really boost um boost you to have that sort of solid and robust foundation mm-hmm. and uh you'll find that people is the more people that get involved in a project they can literally <laughs> drain you um so uh yes you do need to bring in those resilient skills um and you you can feel quite fragmented sometimes when you're and you can learn to you know, can burn out quite quickly sometimes. And I know that's a big thing that's certainly come up in the workshops I've done with digital project managers is this burning out. Um, so we do need to boost our resilience yeah. skills for sure. Yeah. And, and that can be done through focusing on looking after yourself. So that includes getting some sleep, which, um, I've, you know, I hold my hands up. I find that difficult. It's sleeping is a big thing, but my goodness, it mm. helps. You've got to try and get sleeping, mm. getting eating good food, exercise. You know, feed the mind, body, mm. and soul. Um, I know in previous um, your podcast, Emma, so you talked a lot about um, how to start a great morning. You know, great ways to do that. And one of the tips I've certainly used is having the lemon <laughs> water. Yes, and meditation, which will really help in with talked earlier about the focus yes getting the focus and just giving you that extra bit of time before you react to something so yeah it's all that all those all those great things to help build up your yeah um, up your resilience thank you so much those are such great tips and i know our listeners will find this really valuable if they want to find out more about you and your and, and your blog and the work you do where can they find you alison uh, so they can go to the Unimenta site and I've got a page specifically for digital project managers. So that's unimenta.com forward slash digital project managers. Um, that's where you can find uh, links to uh, the blogs, um, carry out webinars and workshops as well as we've 
spoken right at the beginning. Great. Thank you so much. And we'll, we will have those all in the show notes for you as well. And remember, if you would like to read more about the skills or go into them in more depth, do buy the book, Seven Skills for the Future. It's available in all major bookstores and on Amazon. And thank you so much for listening and look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Seven Skills for the Future podcast. You can find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere where podcasts can be found. If you want to make sure that every new episode ends up on your phone, all you need to do is hit the subscribe button. And while you're there, why not give us a five-star review so more people can find out about the show? If you'd like to stay in touch or send in one of your questions for Emma Sue, then go to Unimenta on Twitter, 7 Skills for the Future on Instagram, or at unimenta.com. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, there's the book, 7 Skills for the Future, available at booksellers everywhere.